It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America here on VSIN. Happy to be with you on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Jeff Parles, Mark Zinno alongside as well. But now with us uh, from Mandalay Bay, the sportsbook manager over there, our guy Mike Peranio, of course. The show brought to you by BetMGM, a BetMGM sportsbook over at Mandalay Bay. Mike, uh, a pleasure as always. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I uh, thought almost you were going to call me our guy in the desert. I was getting really excited. <laughs> Oh, almost! I almost, I almost got there. Oh, I just stopped short there, uh, Mike. But uh, uh, let's uh, dig in. We finally had a football game: it was the Raiders and the Jaguars. Of course, uh, just a Hall of Fame game. It's the first of uh, of hundreds of games you'll have the book this year. But how did the handle do for the Hall of Fame game, and how did it compare to that Thursday slate of baseball? Uh, you know, it was it was the most popular thing. Of course, it's the hometown team now. But we had mm-hmm. we had high high fig five figure bets on it and of course like will always be the the true no matter what from now on if the raiders cover we're probably going to lose so wasn't a bad loss but uh when the raiders cover we're probably going to lose whenever they play but uh, it wasn't bad actually it was uh we we didn't lose as much as it could have been uh but it's still early that was the first game and we'll see how the preseason goes from here on out so uh it's definitely ticking up uh, action on week one and futures. It's, it's exciting to see the NFL back. 
Mike, when you look at uh, the NFL and people putting money in futures markets now, are you starting to see an uptick? And are, are you adjusting any lines because of it? You know what? Uh, maybe because of all the you know different angles and with the and the Browns and you know some of these other things that are going on, we really haven't seen a lot of action on futures right now. More week one stuff going on right now. We've had some some pretty big moves and on week one. Uh, just to give you an example, a few of them. Uh, the Ravens are up one point uh, now, up to five and a half with the Jets. And of course, the Browns they went down two and a half points. Uh, uh, against the Panthers, that's a pick 'em now, with you know due to the Watson and what's going on there. Uh, similarly, you know Commanders versus Jaguars. That Commanders are now three and a half. And uh, listen to me now and hear me later. I think that's the quote. There are no tickets written on the Cardinals' side against Kansas City. And if hmm. people listen to this show and when I talk, that should mean something to you when there's no tickets written on the Cardinals. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to get action on the Cardinals for the company, but I, that's an indication to me that you should be on the Cardinals in, in every way you can, usually. Right now, Kansas City laying three in Arizona. Uh, that is a 425 Eastern game on opening uh, opening weekend in the NFL. Mike, how are you guys handling uh, the news out of L.A. yesterday with Matthew or earlier in the week with Matthew Stafford's uh, elbow injury. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty interesting because uh, the, the, the language they were using on that doesn't sound good to me. That sounds like, uh, and then I've seen the rumors, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it, uh, Garoppolo maybe heading that way, and uh, that's not a good sign either that they're looking for uh, – for people seriously, and uh, hopefully it's not a, a horrible injury. You never know with football injuries, but uh, that's not a good thing, and that's going to definitely affect uh, what we're going to take on uh, those that the, the on that team for a while now until we till it we know for sure what's going on. That's definitely up in the air. Is there any sort of uh, drastic change you foresee coming out with the Carolina Panthers when they officially decide on who their starter is going to be? I mean, if they do pick. Somebody like Matt Corral or, or, you know, even Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold. It, will it move the needle in any size, way, shape or form, not only from week one, but any of their their futures for the season? Yeah, I, I, that's going to move futures, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, with futures, we can adjust and go back and forth and still have time to if we make a mistake in futures, we can adjust the lines and get people to bet and cover ourselves a little bit on week one. The only good thing about that is they're playing the Browns, so we're not going to take a lot of big action on that just because of what's happening with the Browns. We haven't taken, you know, big bets because we're leery of what's going on. And and uh, with the Panthers now, kind of question mark on that too. Uh, the line has changed, like I talked about earlier. You know, the Browns are down two and a half points, but uh, we'll see if that moves because of the news out of the Panthers. But uh, luckily for us, that game, because of everything with the Browns, we've been very selective on how big a bet we'll take on that game. Mike Peronio with us right now, the race and sportsbook director over at Mandalay Bay. Uh, Mike, uh, futures uh, on awards. Of course, you guys have the NFL MVP odds up there and other awards as well. Have you taken any significant action on any of those award markets uh, a month out here? No, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, although, you know, to be honest, uh, now that Aaron Rodgers announced he's a, a, a psilocybin quarterback, maybe his <laughs> line will go way up. But uh, sounds like he's really improved off that. So the strange things out of out of Green Bay again. It's amazing to me what's happening over there, uh, almost year in and year out with uh, with Aaron. But it's uh, it's kind of actually 
uh, a fresh, a breath of fresh air, maybe, I guess. But uh, it's interesting to see that stuff. But futures are, you know, like I told you, we have a time to adjust on it. And these week one games are, are more on our radar right now, especially upstairs at BetMGM. We're talking about week one, a team that I'm just undecided on. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, you know, between a new head coach and Jameis Winston at quarterback, Michael Thomas coming back. I mean, there's so many question marks. How do you how do you handle a team like that that's been a very publicly bet team over the years with Drew Brees and, and Sean Payton, you know, in that tandem there and now finally gone. So uh, how do you forecast what you think, you know, the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, will be good or bad this year and adjust lines accordingly? Yeah, I mean, uh, no one, uh, to be honest with you, unless you're playing fantasy football, no one really trusts Winston because of the interceptions. And uh, luckily in most fantasy leagues, he can throw, as long as he's throwing those touchdowns, he's good as gold usually. But uh, with Thomas coming back, we'll see about that too. Uh, he's getting older, and when you miss in the, in, you know, almost an entire year, uh, it might take him a while to get going. And at his age, he may never be as good as he was before he was injured. And uh, I, w- I would want to watch uh, and see if he's playing well, you know, in the first game or two, that's going to be a very good sign. Uh, if he's not, uh, and they're saying, well, he needs more time to, it's, he's been out. He's a professional. He's, if he's healthy, he'll be good right out of the gate, in my opinion. Uh, so I'm going to be watching them the first couple weeks to see what happens uh, with Winston and him. And, you know, when Drew Brees was thrown to him, it was gold. But we'll see with, uh, uh, with Winston, hopefully uh, with new coaching, maybe he'll get those interceptions down. I mean, he's got an arm. If you play him in fantasy, you know he can throw touchdowns. And it seems like uh, with the right coaching staff, they might be able to correct that. And that's something, uh, if they do, would make New Orleans way better than they were last year. Mike, of, uh, of course, uh, the game's coming up. Uh, the first full week of the preseason starts on Thursday with two games, the Giants and the Patriots and the Titans and the Ravens are two games that uh, pop up first in week one of the preseason. What is, what is your anticipation for handle for week one of the preseason and really the preseason as a whole? Yeah, preseason, and basically it's, it's, it's been uh, in past years, uh, preseason handles not that big. And same thing, like when we don't know a lot of stuff, we hold our limits down. So that could affect why we don't have a lot of high, high wagering in the preseason because we're not going to let anyone hit us hard on preseason games because you don't know who's playing and et cetera. It's, uh, it's kind of a tough position to be in if you're booking. Uh, and the other thing is most people, although this year's a little different, you know, usually preseason games you can't get any TV coverage unless you're in the local markets. And now with Peacock and streaming, although I still don't know if that's going to be available in Vegas and what's going to happen with that, but uh, definitely preseason uh, because we limit the amount of action, it's tough for us to have huge liabilities because we're not going to allow it. But uh, and that's just good bookmaking. We'll allow bets, but we're not going to let people get to us too hard on uh, on games where you don't even know who's playing. And there are people that know who's playing most of those games, and uh, and it's not us. So we're going to be pretty careful on that. Yeah, Mike, along those same lines, we're talking about John Harbaugh's great record in the preseason with the Ravens. I mean, obviously you've had to adjust over the years, but um, how do you not set up for some regression, or or can you even do that in the preseason? Yeah, that that's almost it's pretty tough. That's it's it's just something we get through. It never hurts us. Never really helps us. It's it's kind of uh, you know get ready for the real season, and and uh, it's never going to be anything we have to really pay a lot of attention to. Uh, unless things change, I mean, uh, uh, 
I just don't see anyone playing. You, 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 the teams just don't want to risk. And the minute someone does play someone and they get hurt, then that throws the rest of the league looks at that and goes, "What are we doing?" And uh, it's uh, you saw that in the Raiders game, you know, with uh, the running back playing, you know, late into the game. And I get he's from the Patriots and he wants to use the Patriot multi-running back uh, scheme of things, but uh, seems like. Uh, playing a starting running back early, you know, pretty much all game doesn't indicate to me that he's going to play as much as uh, he maybe played in the preseason in the regular season. If they do the alternating running back thing that the Patriots used to do. Mike, we have about a minute here. Of course, we're past the trade deadline and now in the dog days of August in, Ma- in major league baseball, just how, how is the futures book setting up for you guys right now? Yeah, it's been, uh, with all the trades and everything, we're seeing a lot of action. Also, besides the trade deadlines, there, you know, the Mets got two of their pitchers coming back, although it looks like it's not helping. They're having a little struggle here lately. But, uh, you know, with the Mets getting back their two best pitchers, uh, we've seen some action on futures on the Mets. Um, Boy, we're sure hoping for a Subway Series, and it'll be great for us no matter what. And even if it's the Dodgers and, and Yankees, it would be great. But uh, we're really looking forward to the postseason. It's been a while since we've had really the, uh, the kind of markup, a marquee matchup. If we would have a Subway Series, it would be interesting to see what the handle is, especially now with nationwide betting. We, it would be very amazing just to see that. He's Mike Peranio, the race and sportsbook director at Mandalay Bay. Mike, pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us today. Appreciate you having me on, guys. Good Mark, luck. Mark, I know you and I would sign up for a Subway Series, World Series right now. I know you and I would be very happy with that. We're, we have some fun bets that are available right now. Head-to-head win totals between NFL and college football teams. Yes, next, betting across America. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betty Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. The College Football Betting Guide is live. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guide is to become a VEASAN All Access subscriber. So sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the College and Pro Football Betting Guides along with full VEASAN All Access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything else VEASAN has to offer. And it also will up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy to be with you on a Saturday afternoon here on Betting Across America. I'm Jeff Parles, Mark Zinno, along with me for the ride today. Uh, We'll have Justin Carlucci coming up in 15 minutes for some more NFL talk. And now, Mark, I know you were excited to look at this market today because this is, again, we like creativity. We like fun betting markets that we have the opportunity to bet regardless of the sport. And shout out to DraftKings here for these head-to-head win total markets on pro teams against college teams. So let's look at it here if you're watching us at vcin.com. And let's start right at the top here because this is the one that was the most intriguing to me right out of the gate. And Mark, I think you and I are going to be simpatico here again. New England Patriots at minus 115 against Notre Dame, minus 115. Mark, Matt Patricia called plays yesterday in training camp for the offense for New England. 
I don't know how that can't scare the heck out of you in any fashion. Yeah, I mean, honestly, New England is not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, And they made the playoffs last year and got completely smoked. So uh, we know where they are. But still, uh, I'm not sure that Notre Dame is exactly going to be a 10-win team again this year either. Um, They have a new head coach. I know he coached in the bowl game last year, uh, Marcus Freeman. But, you know, the quarterback has changed over. There's a lot of change there at Notre Dame. and, And it all feels good now. And yes, they play a relatively light schedule against some of the bad teams in the ACC, which certainly is going to help them because they're more talented um, than a lot of the teams are going to face. But still, I mean, eight and four for Notre Dame wouldn't surprise me, um, nor would eight and nine for the New England Patriots. I mean, look, they have Ohio State and Clemson. That's two losses right there. Uh, And this is Notre Dame, by the way. They could Mm -hmm. lose to USC. That's possibly three. BYU was a undefeated team for eight weeks last year. Um, North Carolina may be on the rise. Who knows? I mean, look, th- there's two or three losses in that schedule for Notre Dame easily. Uh, and if a fourth one sneaks in, they're eight and four. Are the Patriots seven and ten? That's a real coin flip bet for me there, Jeff. Well, there's a reason that it's uh, a flat on both sides. I would say this. New England, New England to me, the roster is not as improved as you would have hoped after last year where look they took advantage of a of a, of a weaker schedule earlier in the year Mac Jones played much better than I would have anticipated last year in his rookie campaign he was the best rookie quarterback last year but this feels like that Bill Belichick is even trying the limits of his greatness here with the way that his offensive coaching staff is built this year because if you're going into the year with either Matt Patricia or Joe Judge calling your plays, that's terrifying. That's terrifying if you are someone that is hoping that Mac Jones is going to take a leap forward in year two. Matt Patricia has never called play. Neither guy has called plays at an NFL level, and neither of those guys, let's face it, judges head coaching tenure in New York, disaster. Matt Patricia's coaching tenure in Detroit, disaster. So I, I just, I don't, that's just one of those where it's like, all right, we're really doing this if you're New England. I'm with you, though, on Notre Dame's schedule, and this is why I don't have a bet on this, even though this is, of all the markets, the most intriguing one where it's like, wow, I really had to think about Notre Dame. They're losing week one to Ohio State. Ohio State's probably covering the 14-and-a-half in that game. The final week of the year, like you said, Mark, at USC, by then you would anticipate that, uh, that everything is all sorted out there with Lincoln Riley and company in L.A. Yep. And then that ro- that game at BYU, which is here in Vegas, that is a game at Allegiant Stadium, that's going to be a pretty split crowd. BYU travels to Vegas very well from Provo. And then, of course, I didn't even mention Clemson. That right. is a difficult schedule for Notre Dame where, even though it is juiced over 8.5 minus 150, them going 7-5 and five could happen. It would not stun me. And it, if you're asking New England to go 6-11, and 11, you're not winning on that Notre Dame side. No, I, I mean, I agree. I, I, it's just a really, really tough call. Uh, and really what it boils down to for New England is, can they sweep the Jets uh, mm-hmm. and can they sweep the Dolphins? If they do that, you know, they got a chance to get to eight wins. Um, but they have to sweep those those two games. They got to finish four and two in the division somehow uh, and, and really give themselves a chance to get to eight or nine wins. Uh, but if they don't do that, and you'll know week one, 
Um, you know, whether you want to take this bet or not, but, uh, you know, if the market's still available after week one, but nonetheless, you know, if they lose to the Dolphins in week one, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long road uphill for uh, for New England. And, and it's starting to feel like it's Belichick's last year, though, doesn't it? Like when he's doing stuff like this, it just starts to feel like he's on his way out. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, when Brady left, I kind of thought that that was going to be like Bill would have just gotten out when Brady left. But I don't know. It's possible. I mean, again, he's old, almost 70 years old. <laughs> it could very easily yeah. uh, be the end sooner than we expect at, at any point uh, uh, in Belichick's coaching career. Marco, going through the rest of this list, there are there are some fascinating ones here. The Cincinnati battle is interesting. I, I wish the juice was a little bit different here. Because if the if I didn't have to lay a dollar fifty five with the Bengals, that seems like a bet to me. Where the Cincinnati, uh, the NFL version of Cincinnati, the Bengals, they're going to win 10-11 games. They're going to be improved from what they were in a regular season. I don't think they're going to get hit with a Super Bowl losing hangover. And the Cincinnati Bearcats, how can you not regress from what you were a year ago? Uh, I we are not simpatico. I disagree. I think okay. the Bengals are prime for some major regression. Oh, okay. In, in, in reality, we have inflated what the Bengals are. Let's be objective about this. They should have lost to the Raiders if the referees would have got their head out of there. You know what? They should have lost to Tennessee if they had a kicker who could make a damn kick. And they act. They caught Patrick Mahomes having the worst playoff game of his entire career to get to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't want to take anything away from Cincinnati, but I'm going to objectively say they got more lucky than good throughout the postseason. They're not that good. Uh, and their offensive line isn't fixed yet. And getting through the regular season is going to be very, very tough all of a sudden when you're the hunted and no longer the hunter. Um, I look at the Bearcats' schedule. Look, they're going to lose to Arkansas at Arkansas in week one. Uh, I don't think there's a chance. But other than that, I mean, their, their toughest Power 5 opponent is Indiana, and they, there's nothing to, to, to say why they shouldn't sweep through the American. I mean, there's not a team out there, and I know Desmond Ritter is gone, but Luke Fickle has built such a program there, has built such a powerhouse, that I don't think it matters. Um, they're still going to score a ton of points. Maybe, I mean, they get East Carolina at home. East Carolina is another good team. That's a tough one. They have to go on the road to SMU. Um, you know, five years ago, UCF on the road would have been tough but they're not the same program anymore, and they don't have the quarterback play that they used to. So uh, I would look at SMU and East Carolina as their two toughest opponents, but again, they get East Carolina at home this year. So I would lean on the Bearcats. I mean, even if they lose a second game, that's still a 10-win team. Are the Bengals an 11-win team? I don't think so. I, I think they're 9 or 10 wins at best, and they're a wild-card team. They're not winning that division. Uh, the, the, the Ravens are the Ravens. team that's going to win that division. And and the Bengals are going to be chasing them. You know, the, the, the Cincinnati Bearcats schedule, and again, just being in that conference where you get you, you, you get SMU on the road, that's the game that stands out to me. That's your pivot point here. Where if Cincinnati wins against against the Ponies, then guess what? The Bearcats are probably going 11-1 and one again. So yep. then, I, then, then my side is a loser on that. Because if Cincinnati goes 11-1, and one, then now you're asking the Bengals to go 12 and five. That's a lot to ask, especially with a very difficult back end of the Cincinnati Bengal schedule this year. Mark, uh, any of these other ones popped out to you at all or no? I mean, let, let's look at some of the stinky team ones between Please. the Giants and you and the Jets and Auburn for crying out loud. Um, 
the Giants, LSU at plus 105, taking a plus money bet, to me, seems safe. I know they play in the SEC West, and there's probably four built-in losses in their schedule to Alabama, A&M, uh, probably Ole Miss, and maybe even Arkansas right there. With four, but, but if Brian Kelly can coach them up a little bit, and they only take they get to eight or nine wins, the Giants aren't getting eight or nine wins. Heck, if they get to eight wins, the Giants aren't getting nine wins. LSU at plus money is a great bet in that spot. I don't that, that that one you and I are simpatico on. Even though I'm higher on the Giants, seven is probably their max. Seven and ten. Eight and nine of everything goes right. You and I agree there, especially getting a plus price on LSU. We're going to probably look at uh, that other stinky one with the Jets and Auburn a little bit later. I think we may be able to find an angle there. Justin Carlucci, though, is joining us next on the NFL. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles, Mark Zinno alongside. And now with us, it is Justin Carlucci, an NFL betting analyst. Justin, pleasure to have you. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. How are you guys today? Doing pretty well. And uh, look, it's we had the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. We're a little over a month away from the Bills and the Rams taking the field at SoFi Stadium. We're amped. It's NFL time. So let's dive into some NFL season-long bets first here with you, Justin. And, and I want to start I want to start in the AFC South because it seems that everyone has pushed this division to Indianapolis. But you seem to be looking at a team that last year was the number one seed in the AFC. That's correct. I don't doubt that it's going to be a dogfight in that division. Both teams are very talented, have similar mentalities. Matt Ryan is a huge boost to the floor of the Colts season, I believe. I'm not sure what kind of upside change he's going to bring, but he definitely brings some stability that Carson Wentz clearly lacked. I think it's a little ridiculous that Tennessee is plus 170 to win this division. They won 12 games last year with poor play from Ryan Tannehill, but maybe he's not to blame. According to PFF, he was the least responsible for taking sacks from a quarterback standpoint in the NFL. He was missing A.J. Brown for a number of games. Julio Jones, what a terrible experiment that was. And of course, as we know, Derrick Henry missed a significant amount of time here. That defense is really, really good. I think there's a negative stigma traveling with the Titans after that choke job against Cincinnati. I was at Nissan Stadium for that. And that defense picked up nine sacks, had Joe Burrow running for his life. I, I just think the public, as, as usual, is low on a small market team like Tennessee here. Mike Vrabel has a fantastic culture, um, and it looks like Robert Woods and Traylon Burke seems to be in pretty good shape. To that end, you know, I worry about Derrick Henry. Look, it's easy to sit here and say he's going to be Derrick Henry, but the guy who showed up in that playoff game was a shell of the Derrick Henry we saw for the first nine weeks of the season. Now, maybe maybe they rushed him back. Maybe he wasn't ready, but I, I'm just hesitant without Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill is a completely different quarterback. That is true. They're really tough to just evaluate collectively, right? I feel like I'm having deja vu with, oh, it's so tough to evaluate Marcus Mariota with all the constant changes he dealt with. There were so many injuries on the team last year. He was throwing the ball to guys in street clothes. The offensive line was terrible. I do worry about the offensive line a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. De- uh, Deontay Foreman looked pretty good back there, but he still had no weapons for a majority of the, of the tail end of the season. He was throwing to the ball to Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook-Akina and Desmond Patrick. So I guess the 
jury's kind of still out. I just love the value at, at plus 170 here. You know the defense is going to show up. It's one. It's probably the most lopsided division in football. So I think Tennessee and Indianapolis are both very interesting for that reason. Just looking at that division as a whole real qu- quick uh, here, Justin. Jacksonville still seems like they're at least another year away from being competitive. The Texans, even though I think they'll be better than they were a year ago, that's not going to mean that they're going to win more than maybe five games at most. But just looking at it, at Indianapolis here with Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz obviously gone. That's an improvement in, in its own right. Just what do you have as your outlook for Indianapolis then? It's going to be tough sledding, and I truly think it's going to come down to the two divisional games between Tennessee and Indianapolis. The AFC West is on that AFC South schedule, so it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, the Colts and the Titans stack up against the new gauntlet division of the NFL. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at the eight and a half line Tennessee is getting on, uh, I think it was MGM or or Caesars, and I thought that was just a little crazy. Of course, it's juiced on the over there, but, um, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it seems like everyone's gifting this division to Indianapolis, and I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. Um, You know, one thing Tennessee does have going for them, I think that's a little under the radar, is take offensive coordinator from Houston, Tim Kelly, and I think he'll kind of be the phantom OC in Tennessee. Um, But again, you have Jonathan Taylor. You know, we know what he brings to the table. Michael Pittman is going to get the volume he deserves consistently from Matt Ryan. Uh, And the defense who brought in Stephon Gilmore. So the Colts are scary. They're going to play fundamental football now, which is clearly what they were lacking last season. They want to run the ball, play defense, and take care of the football. They did not take care of the football. And all fingers are pointing at Carson Wentz. Matt Ryan, veteran, leader, he won't be stupid with the football. Very little concern about who's going to win the NFC South. That's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But the New Orleans Saints uh, may be trying to pull off a pretty large upset, at least trying to win that division. You know, questions around Jameis Winston, Dennis uh, Allen, the head coach, and Michael Thomas is back. It's just a hard team to handicap right now. I I need to see a quarter of uh, the games for the Saints until for me to feel like I've, I've got a good grasp on who they are. Who are they to you? Well, they're an unknown, and sometimes I like I like to attack the unknown in the betting markets here. Of course, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, he's 45. It's ridiculous. They're dealing with some a ton of personnel changes themselves, including the head coach. Um, but you have to love the skill players, you know that. The Saints have on offense, you know, Michael Thomas, you know, reports are pretty positive there. Chris Olave is a monster. I guess the elephant in the room is what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara, of course, for NFL, but of course, for, you know, in real life football, but for fantasy sports and gambling purposes as well. You know, you have Alvin Kamara. If he does play most of the season and Michael Thomas plays to 80 percent of his ceiling um, and Jameis Winston is a huge wild card here. I just think that's a ton of value at four to one. You know, the Panthers are in a weird spot in that division. Atlanta is in a total transition. Uh, and defense travels in the NFL, as you guys know. I mean, you could talk about potential culture changes and things like that, but a lot of those key veteran defenders on the Saints are still in that locker room. And, of course, nobody wants to play in New Orleans. So I just really love the 4-1 to one on your money uh, in another division to me, which seems a little bit lopsided, two up top and two at the bottom. Justin Carlucci with us right now here on VSIN. Happy to be with you here on Betting Across America. Uh, Justin, just uh, just looking at some season-long player props here. Uh, these are fun markets to attack. You're attacking two wide receiver receiving yard props here. 
Yeah, and I feel a little strange, you know, having a couple overs as some of my favorite plays. Um, usually when the lines are released, I like to attack the unders. But uh, on scores and odds, you can see all of the lines right in front of you on every major book. So it's a really cool tool. Um, a couple weeks ago, I got Mike Evans at 9.99 and a half. I could not pass that up. There's no Gronk, no AB. Yes, they brought in Julio Jones. But as we kind of talked in our previous conversation, who is Julio Jones at this point? Is he going to play, you know, two-thirds of the games? What kind of impact is he going to make? And I, I'm led to believe that Chris Godwin will probably be on a pitch count in my educated guess early on in the season. Mike Evans has had 100 plus targets in every year of his career. Of course, I know those were a lot of negative game scripts when Jameis Winston was chucking up the ball, you know, 50 times a game. But, you know, he was fourth in the team's pecking order in target market share, and he still covered every line that's being offered right now. Fourth. I wouldn't be surprised if he had 120 plus targets this season. I guess Kyle Rudolph doesn't scare you as the new tight end option uh, in Tampa Bay. But uh, new new receiving option, Traylon Burks in Tennessee is another guy you like. Yeah, and boy, do I sound like um, I'm a Titans homer here. But that's just such a low number. Again, there's more unknown here. We had like Jamar Chase vibes, you know, uh, first round, highly touted wide receiver, getting negative press. Am I saying Traylon Burks is Jamar Chase? No way. Am I saying he's A.J. Brown? No. But 750 and a half, that comes out to just a shade over 44 receiving yards per game. He is looking much better. All the reports right now are positive on him and his conditioning and his rapport with Ryan Tannehill and this offense. You know, there's such an easy system. You know, it really helps with Derrick Henry if he's, you know, playing to his healthy ability. But, you know, running two receiver routes and hard play action, Traylon Burks is a yak monster, and we know that. At such a low line and it's much lower than some of the other books um, right now, I'd, I'd look at 750 and a half and, you know, it's a condensed target tree. There's not a lot of volume in that offense, but much like the Minnesota Vikings, we know where the volume's going to go. Two receivers, most likely, Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. That's a really low number. Justin, uh, looking to week one, you're going to the final game of week one. <laughs> For your favorite play of week one with Russell Wilson, of course, making his triumphant return to Seattle now as a Denver Bronco. Yeah, maybe I'm chasing the narrative a little bit. I don't know. It just kind of feels right. I think the Broncos are like an edge rusher away from being a, a complete team. Uh, the loss of Tim Patrick is really going to be a blow. But, you know, you have Jerry Judy and things seem to be OK there and Cortland Sutton and he's healthy again. And Javante Williams, of course, with Melvin Gordon. I, you know, they were a modest plus one in the plus minus last season. And I expect that number to take a jump with Russell Wilson at the helm here. I really like, you know, I think it's uh, they're favored by five right now. And uh, of course, save the best for last, I guess. I like the Broncos and I think, you know, I think they're getting some value to maybe when that division as well. Justin, uh, Justin, one, one last thing before we, uh, we let you go here. Do you bet the preseason at all? And, and what, uh, if you do, what is your usual strategy? No, I do not. I mean, if I'm at a happy hour and I'm bored and I want to throw <laughs> some lunch money on something, sure. But, um, you know, I, I just stay away. Bankroll management, folks. Manage that bankroll. And, of course, we saw the trend last preseason where the unders were crushing every game. And what happens the other night? Boom, over. So I'm staying away. Like you said, we're, what, four and a half, five weeks away from the real deal? Let's get ready for September, fellas. Uh, discipline is a good thing at this time of the year in, uh, in the sports betting calendar. I I'm with you on that. Justin Carlucci of Roto Grinders, of course, on the tweets at the J Carlucci as well. Justin, thank you for being with us this afternoon. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck this season. Uh, good luck to you as well. Uh, again, uh, 
Justin Carlucci, again, you can find his work at Roto Grinders. Megan Payton going to join us next. More NFL talk coming. Uh, and also we'll update you uh, some baseball scores as we roll along here on a Saturday afternoon here on Betting Across America on Visa. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is giving soccer fans a chance to go for the goal this season. Just place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any English Premier League game. And if all, all the legs of the parlay but one hit, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. So log into your account today or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. If you miss just one leg of an English Premier League one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, you'll get $25 back in free bets. So Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. See, Mark, we we even got a, we got all the soccer fans involved as well with our promo. It is Betting Across America. I'm Jeff Barros. Mark Zinno as well with us today from Atlanta. And now with us of SportsGrid, Megan Payton joining us right now. Megan, thanks for being with us. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I love the show. Huge fan of you guys. And, of course, excited to talk some NFL as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. We, we appreciate you uh listening to us. We also appreciate you hopping on with us as well today. Just uh, let, let's dive right into some of your favorite bets. Uh, we'll start with some season, season long things first, because Mark and I are, are are in agreement with your first one here, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. Both Mark and I very high on the Raiders to repeat what they did a year ago, which was a playoff appearance. You also are looking for them to go over 500 yet again. I am. You know, I think the Raiders have proven to us that they are a contending team. And I know right now this AFC West is a division that we can't stop talking about. But the books have them at seven and a half for their team win total. I like them at nine and a half. If eight and a half is where it's at right now, and that's minus 115, let's get plus money on the Raiders at plus 150. They went 10 and seven in 2021. They've only gotten significantly better. You can't tell me bringing in one of the best receivers of the generation and Devontae Adams, who once played with Derek Carr back at Fresno State, that that's not going to make a significant difference. And then you flip it over to the defensive side of things. One of the best defensive ends in the game with Chandler Jones, a four-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion. This is going to be an elite team in an elite division, but I like getting some plus money on the Raiders at over nine and a half on their alternate team win total. Well, I'm glad you're getting plus money there. You're going to need it because you like the Jets. You're going to have to convince me <laughs> on how the New York Jets are going to be anything positive this year. I just don't see I, I need more of a sample size of something consistent out of the Jets. But what are you seeing that makes you take their win total over five and a half? 
Well, Mark, first let me say, do I think the Jets are going to make it to the playoffs? I do not think so at all. And in fact, they're probably going to be the worst in the AFC East. But I do think, I think there is a way in which they can win six games. I've been trying to defend the Jets all the offseason long. But, you know, we keep hearing about quarterback Zach Wilson. Let's get a connection with Elijah Moore this season. If we can bring down the interceptions for Zach Wilson, get some better accuracy. They had a great draft in my opinion. I think their run game can start to improve with Brees Hall. Cornerback Sauce Gardner, I mean, the more and more we talk and see him out on the field, he's going to be strong. And I think defensive tackle Quinnen Williams, he had a bad year in 2021. I think he's going to put that behind him, Mark. I think we're going to see a bit of a stronger performance out of Williams. I don't think the Jets are making it to the playoffs, but with the additions that they had in this offseason and, you know, with Zach Wilson getting a bit more comfortable, we talk about it all all the time. And we know Wilson was in the news all offseason for some off the field drama, but get him back out there and get him feeling a little bit more comfortable in his second year. I think the Jets can find a way to win six games. As, as a long suffering Jets fan here, I just, <laughs> I just want competitive games in December games that matter right? games that yeah. matter. It doesn't even have to be a, a playoff season. I don't expect it to be either, but just competitive games, five and a half at least would dictate Competitive games that actually kind of count in the month of December for the Jets. Uh, Megan, uh, you, you had two overs there. Even though it, you may not have a bet, are there any teams that you're looking at that may disappoint this year? Absolutely. The Cardinals right now to me are going to be the most disappointing team in the league. Mark my word. It has been a disaster of an offseason for the Arizona Cardinals. The Kyler Murray drama with the contract and oh, are they going to give him this big deal? They do. You think it's going to be over. It's not. Then we hear this independent study drama. They're telling him that their quarterback needs to be doing more homework, more study time. That alone is a reason enough to think that the Cardinals are going to get into some trouble. But to me, it's way deeper than that. I think head coach Cliff Kingsbury, he's on the hot seat right now. Not to mention their star wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be out for six games due to violating the PED policy. How about wide receiver Marquise Brown getting arrested this past week for criminally speeding? He was convicted of that. I don't know if the league's going to suspend him or not, but the Cardinals, every everywhere I look, there's something else going wrong with them. They lost one of the best Edwarders, as we just talked about, Chandler Jones. He's not going Going to be there. How about running back Chase Edmonds? He's going to be a huge loss for Arizona. And J.J. Watt, we talk a lot about him, but can he stay healthy? He missed 10 games in 2021. This is going to be a rough year for the Cardinals. I do not think they hit the over in eight and a half wins. So anything to do with Arizona, I'm taking the under on. I don't think this is the year for the Cardinals. Turn our attention to week one of the NFL, just uh, about a month away now. Uh, in the opener between the Bills and the Rams, we get the news this week about Matt Stafford having some sort of elbow injury. Could that affect him and his playing status in game one? But uh, let's just, for argument's sake, assume Matt Stafford is going. You like the Bills, though. Why? You know, I actually know I like the Rams here because I think the Bills are going to be the best team in the NFL. I, I really do. I think Buffalo is uh, going to live up to the hype. They're going to live up to the noise that we keep hearing about. And assuming that Matt Stafford is healthy in week one, just based on statistics alone, it's very hard to bet against a home team. Uh, so I'm going to take the Rams money line at plus 110. I think that home field advantage is huge, especially in week one. The Rams have won in week one. 
The past five years in a row, the home team has won seven of the last nine NFL kickoff games. And by the way, the Bills in 2021, we know how great they were, but guess what? They lost in week one to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's going to be an adjustment for Buffalo to kind of calm down. Right now, they have been the talk of the offseason. They figure out, they will figure out a way to let the noise kind of die down. But I think that the Rams have it no matter what, as long as Matthew Stafford is healthy. We know that the Rams have been dealing with a couple of injuries this offseason. This is going to be a fun game, guys. Week one. This is, I think, still the preview of the Super Bowl. Both of these teams expecting them to be a very, very competitive uh, team in their divisions. And I think this is going to be a close game and it's going to be an offensive game. Megan Payton of SportsGrid with us here on Betting Across America on VSIN. You have one other game you like in week one, and it is the ultimate revenge spot for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a game that I actually had been talking about for a while, ever since the Deshaun Watson news had been coming out. We look at these week one odds, and this was before Baker Mayfield actually got traded to Carolina, and the odds have now shifted in the Carolina Panthers' favor. So I'm hoping that people have gotten in on Carolina a little bit earlier than, they, than what it is now, but I think the Panthers find a way to win. The Browns, another team that's just been, we know, an absolute mess this offseason. There's no way Deshaun Watson's playing in week one. And minimum, he's going to have a six-game suspension. I expect it to be more as this investigation continues. But Baker Mayfield will start for Carolina. I know right now we've been talking about Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, this huge QB battle. To me, this is Baker Mayfield's team now. There's no way you bring in Mayfield and ruin Sam Darnold's confidence if you don't have the intention of starting Mayfield. I don't think the Panthers are going to be very successful this season. They don't have really the receiving weapons there. Their defense is not strong and outside of running back Christian McCaffrey it's not there but the Browns are not going to win in week one against Carolina too much going on in Cleveland so if there's one win I feel confident in for Carolina it's this week one game Megan we got about a minute left Uh, do you think the Buccaneers who open up against Dallas in week one are going to get past that one but it's not until week two that they get tripped up against the Saints they're absolutely going to get tripped up against the Saints. This is my favorite bet, I'd say, of the offseason. Plus 330 for the Bucks to have their first loss in week two against the Saints. The Saints have swept the Bucks in the regular season in 2020 and in 2021. We know the Buccaneers also have had a major adjustment at offensive line this offseason. It does not help that their center, Ryan Jensen, will be missing some time. Find the Saints to come out strong and beat Tampa in week two. They're defense has gotten so much better. You add in safety, Tyron Matthew. The Saints were fourth. I like this. My favorite bet. She's Megan Payton. Get her on the tweets at MeganPayton7. Find her work on SportsGrid as well. Megan, thank you for being with us this afternoon. Awesome time, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Excited for week one as we get a little bit closer. Almost a month away from week one of the NFL season. Back with more next here on Betting Across America. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.